Welcome to the Fit Mom MD podcast. On this episode, Jenny shares more about things we do at home to protect our family from the coronavirus. It's Jenny Hobbs, Fit Mom MD, and this week I am back to talk with you about how I protect my family in the era of coronavirus part two. So if you haven't already, I did a previous video about this that you might want to watch, and that one is more about how I keep from bringing uh, coronavirus into my home after I go to and from the hospital taking care of patients. So a lot of people have found that helpful. Feel free to check that out if that's relevant to you. I do have a couple updates to that. I'll just mention here uh, really quickly. One is that I actually did buy some um, surgical or scrub caps, and so when I'm at work now, I put my hair underneath one of those, and that's something I can remove with my scrubs and wash, so that makes it super easy. The other update to that one is um, what I started doing is actually wearing my own personal scrubs while I'm at work, um, and then I bring a the, one of those uh, washable grocery bags that I have actually sits in a locker at my hospital, which I just found out how to get, um, and so that bag sits there, and then I can literally take off the scrubs I wore, take off the scrub cap, put it all into that washable bag, and then I just bring a change of clothes with me, throw on a change of clothes in the locker room, and walk straight out to my car. And I actually still remove that change of clothes that I drive home in in my garage and throw that in the washable grocery bag, and then the whole thing goes directly into my um, washing machine at home. So that's just been a little easier, so I don't have to change clothes twice, like once when I get to work and then once when I get home and use the hospital laundering service for scrubs, and plus it allows me to wear that scrub cap and wash that with everything as well. So that was just a small little tweak that I've made to my system. Otherwise, everything is pretty much as I described to you guys before. So, but moving on to part two, so now I want to talk with you about how my husband and I work to keep our home safe in other ways um, as we're trying to keep our kids from contracting coronavirus or giving it to us, things like that. So as a quick reminder, the way that we typically see coronavirus getting transmitted is by respiratory droplets that come from the mouth or the nose of someone who is infected, and then they land on you in your mouth, in your nose, on your hand, and then you touch your mouth through your nose, okay? So we think that very close contact with people is the most common way that this happens, and that's what we see in healthcare settings and things like that. You can be in contact with someone who seems asymptomatic, but they have the virus either before they develop symptoms or because they have a mild case. Um, and so you can come in contact if you're within a close range of those people and their respiratory droplets. This is why we try to stay, you know, socially isolated six feet apart. Um, there's a secondary thought that maybe tiny little bits of the virus get suspended in the air, smaller than a droplet even, um, and you can inhale them later on. But we don't think that's super common in everyday life. That's probably more relevant to um, healthcare settings and things like that. But just keeping that in mind as well. And then the other way that we know that this happens is if I'm infected and I've got the virus and I sneeze and it lands on an object and then you come along and touch that object and pick up the virus from there and then you touch your face or your mouth, okay? So that's, that's another way that we think that happens. So theoretically, that third way shouldn't be a big deal as long as you're washing your hands and not touching your face and mouth. Now that's relevant though, because if you're like me and you have kids, like a three-year-old and a six-year-old, teaching them to adequately wash their hands and to remember to not touch their mouth or pick their nose or whatever is sort of a lost cause, right? Like you can't rely on that, 
Um, so I think when you have kids in the house, how you protect yourself from coronavirus um, is maybe a little bit different than if you're just a regular healthy adult and you can remember to wash your hands really well and not touch your face or your mouth. So I hope that makes sense. Obviously, of course, if you have someone who's immunocompromised or high risk in your house, you may also want to be a little extra vigilant. So those are some of the factors that I think about when I'm thinking about how, um, what I allow into my house and how I clean what comes into my house. Okay, so first let's start with the simple stuff. Hand washing. I saw this really great video that showed the proper technique for hand washing and making sure you get all the surfaces. It's really good. I could, wish I could recreate it. It's, look for it if you can find it. It has these, this person wearing gloves and they have like black dye and they show as they wash their hands in all these different ways how it gets all the surfaces. So I memorized that process and then I've actually been teaching that to my kids. So when my kids wash their hands, I stand there next to them and I do the motions with them. And we practice this way, practice this way. I show them all the little things. They love it. So we slow down and we do it together and we've talked about the 20 seconds and so if I wash my hands my kids keep me on track My son will say hey, you didn't wash for 20 seconds um, So it's really become a thing that our family all does together And so we emphasize that a lot So of course hand washing before you eat after you touch anything after you go out anywhere um, You know after you go to the bathroom, you know all that good stuff Of course this is you know this but make it fun for your kids by showing them a video or practicing it together um, my husband actually got um, liquid soap dispensers that are motion sensors so you don't even have to touch them and they're in our bathroom so you can literally just put your hand under there like this and my kids think that's super fun uh, because it just comes out in a little you know there's a little mechanical sound they love that so do what you can to make it fun for your kids to wash their hands but like I mentioned it's tough and I get that the second thing that we do in addition to really good hand washing and of course trying not to touch our faces, etc. Um, the second thing that we do is we wipe down all of our counters and our door handles with a bleach solution. So we have like one bottle that we bought a long time ago and at the end of the day we wipe down all the counters um, and commonly used surfaces and handles and things like that with that to disinfect it. Um, it does leave kind of a film so then later we have to kind of go over it with something else um, but we think it's worth it because it's so good at killing off um, everything. So that's the second thing we do. The third thing that we do around the house is our hand towels and dish towels. Um, we simply, at the end of the day, we replace all of them, washcloths, hand towels, everything, replace them with a fresh set. I have seen people even using like paper towels at home, but I'm also a little bit concerned about environmental impact. And um, so I don't wanna just be using constantly things that need to be thrown out all the time. So for me, what works really well is in our kitchen, I put a fresh set of towels out at the end of the night after we bleach everything and I do the dishes and then um, we use it through the day and then at the next night I put the load the dishwasher pick it up you know take it upstairs and those get washed really frequently um, so that's just simple things you can do to cut down on the amount of you know potential virus sitting around okay so the next thing to think about is your mail and packages and we've changed this up a little bit as well so what we know is that the coronavirus can live on surfaces they say cardboard about 24 hours plastics and things maybe more like three days or more but remember that um, the amount of virus that's on a surface decreases with time. So by 24 hours, almost all of it's gone from cardboard. Um, and even after a few hours, it started to dissipate. And remember also that finding virus on a surface doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be infectious virus if it's been sitting there for a while. And then also the chances of picking up that infectious virus, getting it on your hand, touching your mouth, getting sick is pretty low if you can manage to just touch the thing, put it away, let the virus dissipate and then wash your hands, right? So don't stress out if that's your case. Now, again, for us, we have little kids, so we think about this a little bit more. We think, well, if somebody delivered a package to our house, happened to be infected, sneezed on it or sneezed on their hand and then touched our package, right, in the few hours or the day or so before it came to us, 
theoretically, there could be some living virus on that package, and then my kids might come along and touch it and then touch their mouth. So just to be a little bit safer, what we do is Kevin actually goes out on the porch and finds a package, and he I think he's still using a single glove for this, but if we run out of our one box of gloves that we have, he'll probably just use his hand and then be careful to wash it afterward. Um, holds that, takes his pocket knife, opens up the cardboard, and then he basically uses his clean hand to pull out whatever the um, item is and put it in our house, takes the cardboard box, and then takes it right out to our recycle using that glove. Um, so that works really well. And we figure, you know, we're not too worried about the contents inside being infected. It's more just the box just in the process of getting delivered to us. And again, I think the risk of that is very, very small. So don't freak yourself out here about it. Just be kind of cautious if you have little kids and be sure if you do touch those things to wash your hands right away so that you're not having virus sitting on your hands. Um, then what Kevin actually does is he gets the mail at the same time as he's doing the package. So um, I believe he leaves that safe glove on, goes out to our mailbox and pulls the, the mail out with that. So just thinking that perhaps the letters or packages in the mailbox could have, again, some virus on them. Um, brings those in and then we've actually found a small basket that we keep by our door and he puts the mail in there and it just sits there for about 24 hours and then we take a look at it. So we figure that just gives a little more time for the virus to dissipate. Um, if it's a piece of mail that we feel like is more urgent, we need to take a look at, not a big deal. We open it up, get rid of the envelope, and then just use it as normal. Um, and after we do all that, however we do that, we make sure that we just wash our hands. So we don't spend a lot of time stressing about this. Most of the mail and packages are not urgent, so we don't mind just doing that. And um, that way we don't have to worry again about our kids getting their hands on stuff inside the house. Okay, I'm going to tackle grocery shopping. This is an area of hot debate, and nobody knows for sure, so you'll hear different things from different experts, but here's what kind of makes sense and works for me. And again, remember all these same concepts. The biggest risk is close contact with other people. Um, so keep your distance from people. Don't be hanging out in the store. For, so prolonged close contact is, is really the worst thing, right? So don't be hanging out in the store for a long time, browsing and everything, standing next to everybody. Get in there, pick your stuff, get out. Try to pick things that are in closed in containers so they haven't had a lot of people like sneezing on them or touching them or sampling them, right? Just kind of common sense stuff. Make sure you bring some hand sanitizer or some kind of wipe um, to wipe off your cart and things like that. Of course, some of the places here are actually wiping them for you, which is really nice, but it's always nice to have a little extra protection. Wear a cloth mask, which helps to protect your droplets from getting on things and affecting other people more than anything. Um, what else was I going to say about shopping? Um, so those are kind of the main things. Obviously, just go by yourself. Try not to take a bunch of family members because that's just more people that are being exposed. So actually being in the store, getting the stuff is kind of the riskiest part of the grocery thing. Anyway, so... Then you get home um, and you have a couple options there. So you could think, okay, anything that's not perishable can just sit in my car for a couple days if I don't really need it because then, you know, most of the virus should be gone and we can touch it. It's not a big deal. But for me, it's just easier to bring it all in at once and I've always got perishable stuff or stuff my kids need. So I tend to just bring it all in and we have a big counter that I have nothing else on it and I just pop it all kind of there in one spot where I know where it is. And then um, Kevin kind of helps me and things that are easy to just remove from a package and dump into our own packaging, we do that. So he might get out a bowl or something. And if you had just one person, just get out a few bowls ahead of time before you get your hands dirty with your groceries. Um, but we get out a few bowls and then we'll do things like dump the strawberries out of their plastic thing into one of our bowls, etc. So we do the best we can with all of that, getting things out of their outer packaging and just tossing that. Then things that don't have outer packaging, obviously we try to wash. Um, there's a lot of debate you know, for like fresh fruits and vegetables, you may not want to get a lot of soap residue or disinfectant residue on them. 
Um, so we just kind of, again, I do my best to get fruits and vegetables that are already packaged in like a bag or a, um, a plastic container. So it's not a big deal. They have a really thick skin, like an avocado. It's easy enough to just scrub that off with some soap and water. I don't think that's getting through the skin or a banana or whatever. Um, so we kind of do the best we can with the fresh things. And then anything that's like in a plastic container, like milk or something like that, it's easy enough to wipe it down with the Clorox wipe or some people use sprays. Just to kind of, or you can even put soap and water on a rag if you want and kind of just rub it down a little bit. Again, I do not spend all day stressing about this because I'm not too worried that my kids are going to go up into the top of my shelf and pull out the milk in the back <laughs> and touch it within any certain length of time, right? So likely it'll be a couple days if they even are able to reach up there and do that, which is a lot of ifs, right? But I just kind of think it makes sense to do my best to clean things off a bit since they are into everything and I can't trust them to not touch it and then touch their face. So I do all that. And then, um, you know, we open up the fridge in the pantry and what we try to do is actually put the new stuff in the back so that it's just not the first thing we're going to reach for. And that's just another, you know, a little bit more time for the virus to kind of die off naturally. And again, if you do not have little kids or anyone immunocompromised in your house, like it's probably fine to not do all this wiping down. Just like bring it in, remove the outer packaging where it's easy to pop it in there and just make sure you're really good about washing your hands whenever you touch the stuff. Um, the problem is that I can't guarantee that for my whole family. And so this extra step just feels like a little bit of something I can control to keep us a little bit safer. And of course, just a couple things to keep in mind there. I mean, if you have like a flimsy cardboard container or flimsy plastic, and then you're spraying like a harsh bleach type solution on it, that may not be the best. You may not want that because it may disintegrate into the, the, the um, container or the wrapping and that might get into your food. So just be smart about it. Don't go crazy about this. Just be thoughtful. So, okay, I brought this in. Theoretically, there could still be some remaining virus particles if someone working at the store or some other you know, person who went to the store happened to sneeze, touch their hand, touch this, right? That's a lot of ifs, not too likely. So I'm just going to do my best to kind of clean it off, make sure that, you know, there's not something sitting there for my kids to grab, put it away, and then, you know, go about my life and use good hand washing technique. I think if you do that, your risk of getting anything is very, is exceedingly low. And probably your bigger risk was honestly the part where you were at the store standing next to someone looking at something. Um, and so that's the part you really want to be careful about. Okay, and then the last step of the groceries, of course, once we get everything put away, is then I wash and disinfect the entire counter where I had everything sitting. So we have Clorox wipes or we spray our bleach solution, get it nice and clean, um, and then I remove all the clothes that I was wearing to make sure those get washed right away. So again, nothing too crazy. It doesn't take a super long time, but it just helps us feel a little bit more secure that our kids are not going to happen across something and then touch their mouth. Um, and I will tell you, I was never, I'm not a germophobic person. I've never been the kind of person to like wash things immediately after I wear them. You know, obviously my underwear I do, but you know, like outer layers of things I didn't always aggressively wash after every wearing. I had that pile of things that were like sort of clean and sort of dirty. But now I've just stepped that up a little bit anytime I go out of the house just to be a little bit more cautious uh, about what I'm bringing in and what my kids might get into. And there you go. Those are the big things that we are doing, Kevin and I together, to protect our family in these crazy times. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, again, this is based on what we understand from the science and research that's been done so far. And it's kind of me taking it and applying it to my family situation and what feels safe and smart without being completely stressful and overwhelming and, you know, more effort than it's really worth. Um, so right now I'm feeling really good about this. Things may change. I will definitely keep you posted as new information comes out. Please recognize that all of us physicians are working hard right now to get you great information that is well researched and vetted. And that can be hard to do when we have a brand new virus. It takes time to get that information. 
and we have people who are so afraid and clinging to everything. So um, please recognize that we're all doing our best here. We're all in this together. We will figure this out. So far, we are doing awesome with flattening the curve and slowing down the spread, and that's giving us time to understand everything better. So keep doing exactly what you're doing. Don't let up on that. And um, again, if you found this video helpful, please let me know. Let me know if you try any of these tips in your own family and your own household. And um, also let me know what other tips I can help you with. I would love to be able to put out more content for you, but I want it to be really relevant. So go ahead and leave me a comment or a message. You can always reach me, Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at fitmommd.com. And um, I hope that you have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the FitMomMD podcast. You can find out more at FitMomMD.com. Subscribe to our podcast to see what Jenny has in store for us next week.